Listen in the dojo and dynamite. Dynamite, put your hand in ring is out of sight. All elite TNT make it feel right. Put your hand all elite, time to unite. One's name Rich, the other Ashley. The number one pod for the whole family. Time to fill your wrestling appetite. Now it's time to start dojo and dynamite. This is Ashley and Rich here with episode 103 of Dojo and Dynamite. It has been a minute, my friends. It's been like a year and a half. It's been a long time. It's been quite some time, yes. It is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. And we are coming off the heels of Forbidden Door 2. Literally the purpose of this podcast in the first place, Dojo and Dynamite. And last year we didn't have a chance to talk about it. No. So here we are. So in, in case anybody's actually wondering. Or listening. Or listening. We're doing fine. We we had some hiccups individually a couple of years, not years, a couple of months ago. We talked about that a little bit on the podcast before we left. We had a couple of return podcasts, but we're doing fine. Mental health-wise, health-wise, we're doing well. We're just enjoying life. Yeah. And I I mean that enough to say that we're experiencing it. We're going to the GCW shows. We've been to AEW shows. We have a collision show that we're actually going to be going to in Newark. Not saying that Ashley's excited about that, but... So admittedly, um, did not realize they were like separate rosters. And I'm extremely upset that I don't get to judge which buck wore it best up close and personal. I finally have floor seats to an AEW show. and <laughs> She got a little overzealous and didn't realize the young bucks were probably not going to be on the show. Maybe the wrestling gods will throw so me a bone here. Maybe they'll throw you a bone. But we, we've been living life, as they say, no cell phone in sight. Just soaking it in day by day, appreciating everything that comes, enjoying... And you know what? The last two collisions, speaking of, have been great. Just to sit back, watch some collision, enjoy what you're watching on television. The past two collisions have been excellent. It's been fun. It has been fun. And I think also, there's been a dip. I don't I don't know how the other podcasts, I don't know other people's podcasts, how well they've been doing, how often they've been going. I, there's been a dip. There's been a legitimate, significant dip in Dynamite. And over the past year, where was the motivation? I, I think just between the two of us, obviously we did some of the deathmatch, did some of the GCWs, but where was the motivation? Where were we finding the motivation to do the podcast? I, I found that every episode, besides a workload, yes, individual life workload. Work, but school, sure, shit like but that. But at, at what point did we really feel incentivized to return to kind of say, hey, I, I have something to talk about? Yeah, I think I lost a little bit of inspiration felt like i was in a bit of a lull i couldn't remember what happened on dynamite i can tell you what happened the first dynamite i can tell you about the tag team championship tournament i can tell you about private party defeating the young bucks i can remember each and every unique showing up behind kenny each and every unique moment of dynamite and i can tell you the past year 2022 to 2023 i couldn't tell you what happened on dynamite 
But I can tell you what happened in the past two collisions. The past few weeks of AEW have been pretty good. Dynamite collision and all. I, I'm, I'm back to yelling at my TV screen on Wednesday nights, and I feel like that's worth something. Well, you have wh- whatever they're calling themselves. I don't know if it's Bullet Club Gold. But you have Jay White, Rock Hard, and the Guns. You had CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks. You have Andrade facing everybody for the House of Black, which I'm assuming is going to be tying into some type of six-man tag at some point. Miro's back. Miro's Scorpio returned. Sky is going to be returning. Scorpio Sky now has a singles character. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. That alone, I'm into Collision. Collision has had a lot from the start of this. I, I think the past two collisions have been excellent. I don't know if there's a different directive, maybe because it's Saturday, if there's other people in charge, if there's other operations behind the scenes that we don't know about. Maybe there's less limitations, less obligation on certain guys getting television time, but having two full-time, two-hour programs, four hours of television, free live, gives so much more opportunity. The roster was saturated. Yeah, and we were saying that. I mean, everyone was saying that for a minute, right? And there like, was not enough room to breathe. Yep. And now, even if you decided you wanted to take Christian Cage, who's been a, a highlight of the past two collisions, you want to take Christian Cage, and you want to say, okay, you got two legitimate, I don't want to say mid-card belts, but you have two legitimate middle-of-the-road championships. You have the International Championship, Orange Cassidy, who's had some good matches. You have Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, a kind of a, a one-two punch TNT champion. And if you want to separate these two belts and you want to say, hey, you're going to see the TNT title, you're going to see Powerhouse Hobbs, you're going to see Ricky Starks, you're going to see Christian Cage, you're going to see Luchasaurus, you're going to see these guys, Andrade, whoever wants to compete for the TNT title, you want to see these guys on collision. And you have Orange Cassidy and you have the other guys that compete for the international championship. You want to put them, you want to keep them on Dynamite. It could incentivize maybe some viewing. Not saying you want to have an exclusive rosters, but you have the title maybe being challenged weekly on each show. You got two hours to fill. No, it just it gives a lot more opportunity. But the reason we return, JRJ, shout kind out, kind of asked for it. We're doing this for you, bud. Hope, hopefully you listen. Hopefully you listen. Hope you hopefully you enjoy. But forbidden door too. The reason we even started this podcast, I don't know if you highlighted that before the beginning of the, of the show. I don't remember. But go ahead. Yeah, I Been mean, that's that's why why we're here. So we didn't get a chance to see Adam Cole. It's kind of disappointing. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. I was looking forward to him versus Filthy Tom. Um, we got Naito this year. We did. We got Sonata. Yeah. Tanahashi, Okada. You got, I mean, you got big stars. Yep. You got Suzuki. Yep. And we got a lot of matches to talk about. Yeah, we do. So let's go ahead and we'll get into it. So show opened up. We had MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW World Championship. MJF retaining. Right. I mean, I mean the thing I don't understand, we'll, we'll kind of talk about both these things. You had Sonata facing Jack Perry. Did not love that. It Jack Perry does not feel important enough yet. I saw somebody online talk about how Jack Perry should have maybe challenged Hiromu instead. Might have felt a little bit equal, kind of kind of people who were on the up and up, on the up and coming, kind of popular. I, I look, the, it's not there's nothing wrong inherently with any wrestler. 
does Jack Perry kind of feel like he fits in the IWGP heavyweight championship bracket, especially on pay-per-view that you're paying for? Yeah, no, did not did not love that. I, I mean, I get it, right? They set up the angle at the end. He turns on Hook. Sure, that creates some heat. We don't want Hook getting beat up by anybody. Taz was pissed. Like, that was cool, but did not love the matchup here. Just, it, it, I feel like Sonata and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship needed, like, a more established or, like, bigger contender. Like, like you, you had Hiroshi Tanahashi competing for the AEW World Championship. And, and New Japan tends to do that. Right? You have like, a star, even if he's an aging star, is a guy that everybody knows, is a guy that everybody's familiar with. He comes, he challenges for the AEW World Championship because he has credibility. Right. He has a backing. There's nothing wrong with Hiroshi Tanahashi challenging. We know he's not going to win. But we know at this point, major titles aren't going to change hands at Forbidden Door to begin with. But he's not going to win. But you have Tanahashi out of respect given to AEW to say, hey, this is our top old ace. This is the classic. You know what you're getting. He's challenging MJF. Yeah. AEW's response to Sonata's is Jack Perry. Right. And I don't know. I understand Moxley had a big feud. They had they had the blow off with the Elite. As did Kenny with, with Osprey. As did Kenny and Osprey. Danielson's with Okada. True fact. Kingston you had Jericho is in, involved with Suzuki. You had yep, Kingston involved. Punk, Kojima. Like, I, yes. And you have a lot of the previous champions. But where's Pac? Not back yet. Right. Yeah. But you have Andrade. Oh, he couldn't work it, right? Because of CMLL. Oh, it, But even okay. then you had Adam Cole. I understand maybe Adam Cole might be next in line with MJF. I don't know. Maybe he's the next champion. I don't know. But you have Adam Cole fighting Tom Lawler. Now that the match doesn't work, it's just that why, you know that makes more sense to face Sonata, kind of a top star. You're promoting. You get to that point. Now, maybe when you look at the AEW roster, maybe when you look at them from top down, you kind of start to evaluate and you say, maybe AEW hasn't done a good enough job of building up some of their in-between talents. Could Malachi Black could have challenged for it? Maybe, but I mean, he's also part of the six-man tag team. Would it have made sense for him to break away to challenge for the IWGP world title? I don't think so. Yeah. Were there things that maybe these, some, some individuals weren't able to wrestle based on these type of things with the CMLL, with kind of the, the, the backstage kind of politics that take place here? Limitations? It's possible. It's just, it's just, it raises a question. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with the match itself, and this isn't a knock on anybody's talent. It's just, I didn't love the matchup considering the circumstances for it being the most, for the most prestigious belt. In and the match was 10 minutes, and then they did a Jack Perry angle that overshadowed the fact that the IWGP World Championship was on the line, and Sonata was there in person wrestling. Yeah, you don't, you don't even think about just, that. You think about the fact that Jungle Boy or Jack Perry turned on Hook. That's what you walk away with. That's what you're saying. The entire angle off of this is that Jack Perry turned on Hook. And I, I don't want to be negative. And I don't, we're not negative here, but who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Who cares that Jack Perry turned on Hook? Because it, it didn't. It it wasn't about. He had so much on this card, and you have so much taking place. The IWGP World Title. I'm, I'm going on and on. Jack Perry turns on Hook. Who cares? In the scheme of things, right? Yeah, that could have happened on Dynamite. 
Right. Yeah. So, not my fave of the card. Not yours either, but it is what it is. Oh, but you had CM Punk taking on Kojima, which I thought was a very good match. Yeah, I enjoyed I, that one. Yeah, I thought that was really... I, I just soak it in. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the opportunity to see Kojima wrestling, it doesn't come. We've seen him a couple times. He had very good matches. Kojima Mox come often, was good. Kojima right? Punk was good. Yeah. And we don't get the opportunity. I'm glad that CM Punk is back in wrestling. I don't... I don't Look, regardless of the politics, regardless of what anybody's personal opinions are of it, CM Punk is a very, uh, he's a star. He's a star professional wrestler. You enjoy them. It's like watching Sting. I enjoy watching Sting, regardless of what people think about it. I enjoy watching Tanahashi. I enjoy the star power that is CM Punk. You don't have many opportunities. How many years we waited to see CM Punk wrestle? Yeah. So I, I enjoy watching CM Punk. It was a good match. The crowd was really hot. Brought to life Kojima, right? I mean, yeah. it, it made the match feel really valuable. It was for the Owen Hart Cup. Yep. I mean, it was it was very solid. It was a good match. It was. And you you move over to, you know, the the, the Blackpool Combat Club, which has kind of had. It's an interesting dynamic because Danielson obviously Regal's gone, which happened after. <laughs> We stopped doing the podcast. Regal's gone. Yeah. So it leaves kind of an interesting dynamic between what you have with Danielson and you have Moxley. You have two top stars, two big guys. Now, I know Danielson's been a bit banged up. That's why he hasn't been working as much. He's been doing the commentary. But they're like both kind of like front men. Right. You kind of have yeah. two top stars. Kind of how you got the Hangman and you got the, the Omega. But they're different. Yeah. Omega and Hangman are different. Yeah. Moxley and Danielson kind of are cut from the same cloth. I don't mean the style of wrestling, but the level of star power. Omega, you know, is well-versed. He's diversified in his portfolio. New Japan, AAA, AEW, he wrestles all... You know, he, he is catch-as-catch-can. He, he can cater to his opponent. You've seen him in hardcore matches. You've seen him in, you know, this and that, this and that. And obviously, Hangman and Moxley at pay-per-view ago or whatever it was had that big last man standing match whatever it was they had oh the lights out yep. i don't know if it was lights out it was a texas death match yes that's right so i mean it's not that hangman's not tough i'm not 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 in any way shape or form it's just the dynamic between what hangman is which feels like an aw star and what omega is which is a well-versed world star feels different danielson and moxley are in the same category you have two top aw stars on the same team. It it kind of seems like there's no real unbalanced power either. No. It, do, it doesn't feel that way. No. So how do you kind of navigate what they are? And then you have Claudio, who kind of gets lost in the shuffle, in my opinion. We understand what Wheeler is. We know what he he's a developing young star. We get that. Claudio kind of gets caught, stuck, without really a personality. Then you have the Elite. You have Omega on his own category. You have Adam Page. You know what Adam Page is, world champion. Cuts his own promos, gets his own time. Gets time to, to air time, right? Mm -hmm. You get the Bucks. You know exactly what the Bucks are. Now, Takeshita, on the other side, has been a very, very good addition. Yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been a, standout. And he's been a great addition yeah. to AEW. But on the other side when you're looking at it from this Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club, doesn't it feel a little weird it was on this pay-per-view? 
I understand we were heading toward it, but doesn't it feel like this was a forbidden door? It's just, even if it's for fun, you're you're kind of taking some of the New Japan, you're taking some of the AEW, and you're kind of mixing it together. Like, where was Shingo on this main card? Shingo was on the pre-show. And I love Shingo, and wish it would have had a little bit more, but... Don't you think, like, kind of... I understand yeah. it's a blood feud, but, like, you mix it up a little bit here. It's supposed to be for fun. So it's it's kind of like, where where are we going with it? And it makes sense, right? Like, on the BCC side, obviously, like you said, Claudio, Mox, Wheeler, Takeshita's been added to the group. Um, Shooter comes in. Obviously, like, who else is Mox going to team with? You got Shooter. Of course, Eddie has beef with Claudio, with John. So he makes sense being added to the team. No complaints over Ishii. I fucking love Ishii. No, no, but no. In terms of the story, uh, yeah. I I think... Loved the match, but... The match was good. I I thought the match was... I thought the match was good. I thought they had a nice sequence there in the end, toward the the middle end with a bunch of the super kicks. The Bucks were coming in and out. There was a lot of transitions. It was done very smoothly. I thought the match was pretty good. I like all those guys, so it was like... This this was enjoyable to watch. But... When you you kind of look at the totality of it, it didn't feel like it really fit in what the rest of the show was. Yeah. And it's like, where are we going next? No, then you have, I understand you had the New Japan Strong, you had Willow Nightingale, and Mm -hmm, you had Tony Tony Storm, Storm, which kind of also feel like it didn't fit. Willow is a regular on AEW. We've seen her many times. She was on Dark. She was on Rampage. She's on Dynamite. We've seen Willow many times versus Tony Storm. I understand New Japan's limitations. I understand Mercedes' injury. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, doesn't it kind of feel like maybe this was something that also didn't need to be on the card just because of the type of matchup that it was? Yeah. I I, I know what you're saying. It's not a disrespect. Because this was a decent match. No, it, it was, but I don't want to be like, oh, you can see it on Dynamite. But like, the reality is, given the fact that they are with AEW, you could see this any given week. Right. wasn't necessarily a special attraction. You could right. see this every week. Right. Right. You move over to Orange Cassidy, Fatal 4-Way, Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata... Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia, who's dancing in <laughs> yeah, between. Yeah, what is that about? I don't... I, what? Yeah, what is that? I did, I, did I miss this? I was just gonna change? say, is this new? Like, <laughs> where did this happen? <laughs> when did this happen? Oh, I don't, no idea. Um, no idea. The match was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. the match <laughs> itself was pretty good. I mean, I actually liked it. I thought the match was good. Yeah. Zack Saber looks like he's kind of bulking up. Yeah. Uh, so his wrestling style is a bit different. We S- haven't been really watching New Japan very heavily. Still, still wiggly. Yeah, he's kind of wiggly. But, but he. His style seems to have been a little different than I'm used to, which is okay. All right. You know, just I like to see sometimes you don't want to see stagnation. And I think when you have sometimes with New Japan, and this is it's not an indictment. It's just sometimes with New Japan, how often these guys wrestle each other, how often they do some of their house shows, how do they do their pay-per-views, their wrestling styles can be very consistent, which can sometimes lead to a bit of stagnation. So I think when you come to the States, you can sometimes see changes in the way that people wrestle because they kind of adapt to a different style of wrestling and different opponents. 
I think that Zack Sabre Jr. changing a bit of his style, he keeps some of his old, of course, his groundings, but changing some of his style is, is it's a nice change. Yeah. At first, um, the direction I thought they were going in was, I thought they were going to do Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr., just one-on-one, which I was pretty pumped by because you, you, I know you talk about the Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. at what, Dontaku? Yeah, um, that was four years ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Or not that long, but, you know, a few years back. And the different Zack Sabre Jr. that we're um, seeing today. But I was looking for, I thought this would have been, like, that would have been a nice matchup. Enjoyed the Fatal 4-Way. I, but, I think they But you they get did it kind nice, of concerned. But... I mean, just when Shibata wrestles, right? You just, you just think about what Shibata's gone through, the things that he's overcome, the potential injury. Kind of like, the, that's the thing about the Danielson match we'll talk about I did not like. Did not like that injury angle. Yeah, that was that was I was in poor taste. Yeah, it was in poor taste. I don't know how that got through creative. I don't know how that got. Uh, I mean, that, that you're gonna suck the crowd down. One scary. Two, it, it's kind of a, just in poor taste. Yeah. So I I don't know about that one, but the Shibata, it's always that concern, kind of like Sting. You know, every time Sting wrestles, you're like, ah oh, man, I really hope he gets out of this. I really hope nothing happens. I'm happy to watch him. I'm. I'm, I'm Happy to watch Shibata. You just sit back and you just enjoy it. You're not there to be critical. I don't think we were very critical at all. I just, even over the past year, obviously we've been gone. Going to GCWs, we've been to JCW shows, AEW shows. Yeah. It's just enjoying, sitting back and enjoying what we're watching, appreciating it. And I think like with Shibata, you, you are appreciating what you're seeing with Shibata. Yeah. I think that's, to the point that you just made um like you said we've just been trying to soak it in and just go along for the ride and enjoy what we're seeing and be a little more lighthearted, like be entertained and yeah so that wasn't a knock about just the two of them having a one-on-one i, I very much enjoy seeing shibata and um no and what, tony's done what a nice Daniel job Garcia is doing is i have no idea it's no, fun not, so not, not i I was here for the fatal. Is it? It's not. Is it not fatal four way? Is that WWE? Or is it, no, oh, is I, that I everything? That's what, that's what I would call <laughs> okay. it. Whatever we want to call it. Um, I, I think that Tony's also done a nice job with Ring of Honor. The, yeah, what, what he's done there has been been good. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, we needed a little bit. I think we needed a little more Jeff Jarrett on this show. There was no Jeff Jarrett on this I think show. We needed a right? little bit more Jeff Jarrett on this show. That um, would have been, and that would have been the icing on the cake here, but. Nonetheless, are you? I didn't think you were a Jeff Jarrett guy, and then he showed up at GCW. I am a TNA guy, and Jeff Jarrett was the entirety of what TNA was as a program. So it's not that Jeff Jarrett was bad; it's just that you would like to see other people be champion for like a minute, and Jeff Jarrett was champion the entire time that. TNA basically existed, even though he wasn't because Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle and all that. But like in my head, Jeff Jarrett was the champion of TNA. That's it. He's king of the mountain. But it's not that Jeff Jarrett could, Jeff Jarrett can work. He's entertaining. He had great. He's entertaining he had great as stories hell. in TNA. It's not that he didn't. And in WCW, toward the end of WCW, in my opinion, Jeff Jarrett was still one of the better things on television. He's one of the better things on Nitro. I just feel like. 
recently you've seen so much of him in the present right that well, you, you've I, I think grown, just feel like you've had a greater appreciation for him but maybe that's me also being exposed to him really for the first time i i think that just having more in-depth storytellers and even if it's just hokey kind of comedic the concession stuff, just, stand brawl was right i mean it, jericho time. does it too just, yeah but having some of that little extra stuff that i think a lot of the guys just unless they're not given the opportunities which is completely possible there's there's a lot more leeway when you're a veteran to do things like concession stand brawls yeah than there are between like daniel garcia he may not have that leeway he may not have that that kind of sway in the back and say hey tony I want to do a concession stand brawl, and and you know the the feedback is uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> not not right now. Um, go go in the fatal four way and dance in between every move. Make sure the audience is well aware of it. They were. Oh, we we all were. <laughs> but speaking of, it's been so long since we've recorded. Like, have we talked about the fact that Samoa Joe is here in AEW or Jeff Hardy? Like, as, as no a quick, idea. as a quick aside, um, love it so much. And it was great to see the Hardys wrestle like two weeks ago on Dynamite. They faced the Guns. Yeah, and I like the Guns. I think the Guns are great. I think I think it was, it's great to see the Hardys wrestling. It's great to see Christian Cage in his prime doing his thing. Love to see Samoa Joe back. Love to see uh, Punk and Joe going at it in Punk the first collision. I mean, I, come on. It's, it's and, and like I said, I and like second. seeing Jay White, Rock Hard, and the Guns. All together in a group. I think it's a good group. I think it's a really good group. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a great group. I don't know how I feel about Guns Up. Okay. I, I mean, I just... I, Regardless... Bullet Club Gold? Rock Hard and, and Jay White? Yeah. And I think this is good for them, too, with the collision, working with Punk, working with FTR, because when Jay White came, it felt like he was less important important than he should have been yeah his debut was kind of anticlimactic we were out i don't know where we were um he just came running in at the no end i know but we, we came somebody. i don't, I don't know. we we maybe we went out to dinner or something and i remember coming home and they showed a replay and i was like oh jay, jay white's here like what <laughs> just showed up and yeah i think the the feud with punk and where they've started with Collision, I think is going to be good for his future direction. And the matches have been good. Now, I understand that Collision last week, three uh, this past week, I mean, was a four-man, eight-man tag, four on each side. The week before was a six-man tag, whatever it is. I understand you're kind, you don't want to run that redundant because that's where Dynamite got a little yeah. lost. But the other stuff I've enjoyed. I like the presentation. Hobbs was on the show a couple times. I love Hobbs. Yeah. You know, I mean, Christian Cage has been great. Luchasaurus. I like this new iteration of Luchasaurus. Yeah, it feels more valuable than what Jack Perry's doing. I, I, it, it's the display. It's the way that they're doing these things. You want to get into it? It's the way that they're doing it. The way they're conveying it. You took away from Sonata to do an angle with Hook. I, like I said, who cares? What do you? What, you're on a pay per view with New Japan for the most and we, prestigious We're supposed to title. care about Hook and Jack Perry. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Again, it just didn't jive right with me. But I, I digress. I know we're a little bit out of order um, going through the match card, but you, you touched upon the multi-man matches. And, um, you know, one of the other highlights or one of the other matches at, at Forbidden Door 2, uh, Darby Allen, Sting, and Naito 
defeating Minoru Suzuki, Jericho, and Sammy Guevara. <laughs> okay. This is one that you just come along for the ride, guys. Some, some, something <laughs> happened in this match. And, and shit got discombobulated. So, something happened. And, and they just they lost whatever they even had, if they had it. This match from the start was just backward. They first of all, I saw some people's suggestions that maybe Tanahashi and Naito should have been switched. Mm, interesting. And maybe Naito should have challenged MJF, and maybe Tanahashi should have been part of the Jericho, Suzuki, Sting. Lay Suzuki gods. The Lay Suzuki gods, but maybe he should have been part of like this Legends group. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would have just I listen. I I watched. I soaked it in, and I needed a break. Because we had two huge matches that we saved for last. Yeah. But it came between two huge matches. It was a nice break. That little buffer, yeah. But there was a spot, man, where they were outside the ring. Jericho's kind of coordinating. It seemed like Jericho was sort of the... uh, I mean, he was working the match, right? So, I mean, he he was kind of out there. He's coordinating it. He's telling everybody what they're doing next. He's kind of running around the ring, setting up the spots for every other individual. He gets the table. He's got a position. He's got to get Sting. They got to get him on. And then they have to do this angle with Sammy Guevara where he doesn't want to do the splash on Sting. He doesn't want to hurt Sting. I don't know what the hell that was about. But he has to do this move. And it's very clear that Sting doesn't get out of the way. Mm Mm-hmm. And it didn't, the, the bump itself wasn't sloppy. It, it looked okay. But why was Sting supposed to move? I, I guess he was supposed to move because then he climbs back in the ring while they're in some type of submission. I don't know, the ankle. And it's like, Sting, what the hell are you doing here? You just got like 630'd off, off the top rope through a table. What are you doing in the middle of the ring? Because he was supposed to get up, I guess. Then he can't find the corner. Then he's in the corner. Then he's in the ring. And he shouldn't have been. <laughs> And it was like, and then they they pick up whoever the hell they picked up. Was it Sammy Guevara? Was it Jericho? Who took the pin? Oh I don't boy. even remember. But he clo- he picks him up in like a spine buster, and he hits the rope, and he clotheslines him from the other side. What the hell happened? Like yeah, him and Naito like teamed it at the end, right? And I that's think? the finish of the match. Was that like what in the? We got there. It's what we got there. It's all right. Happened. It's all right. Um, what the fuck? Enjoy what? it. What <laughs> Enjoy the, the ride, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, look, I we laughed our ass off. It was great. But what a cool moment, right? Seeing Jericho in the ring with Sting, Suzuki and Naito, Darby. Yeah, they I mean, like Suzuki S- angle Sammy with Jericho. Too. We know it was a Jericho setup where he's like, "Let me in the ring," and he's like, "No, you know, you know." Suzuki's like, "Absolutely not." Yeah. I'm gonna- you look at Sting. And yeah. Jericho's like, I want to get in the ring. It was a good angle. It was Jericho's, I'm sure it was a Jericho uh, little baby there. But but I like it. I mean, it, that, that that's one of those moments that you just you uh, appreciate. It, it was a good match. Yeah. And that brings us to the other two matches. One that I thought was outstanding. And then my match was, of the night also. Which was Osprey and Omega. Yep. Which was just terrific. Except uh, when course. Osprey just decided to just drive Omega's head into the ground. That was that very was. scary. That was, that oh, was very scary. There, man. Um, gonna, but it yeah. seems like he's okay. Yeah, I, you're going you're gonna, to like, catch a stray, uh, stray little left hook. If you, Goodness <laughs> gracious. You do that, uh, um, the fuck was that about? No, but. but I again, match of the night, absolutely loved it. Regrettably, I, I haven't seen uh, the Osprey Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom, so I can't 
compare them. I've heard, I've seen some people say they preferred the Wrestle Kingdom one. Um, but this was, this was outstanding, like you and, said. And this is kind of what I was saying about Omega. It's quick, on the point, tactical. I mean, this was, this was the Omega that you're used to seeing in New Japan. Yeah. And this, and obviously Osprey goes over. It is what it is. A great match. Great match. But the Omega dynamic works in the Elite. Because Omega's unique. Omega has so many... Now, I know Moxley's got different characters, etc. But Omega is a world star. Wrestles differently in different companies against different wrestlers. Adjusts his style to make sure the match works. He's got a guy like Osprey, just as athletic, if not more athletic. There might not be anybody other than Osprey and like Ricochet that could do the things they could do. Mm-hmm. But you have a guy like Osprey that comes in there... Omega matches him, changes the dynamic. I mentioned this earlier. You have Omega a couple of years ago wrestles Janela on the dark, matches Janela's dynamic. Yeah. That was a That's, lights out match, right? It's, it is what, yes. Yeah. And it is what Omega, what makes him great. He's the best. He's, it, he's it's the what, best, It's what separates him from the others. And this match was terrific. There's not much even the same. I mean, you just watch it. Watch it, it exactly. Terrific. Just watch Crowd it. Crowd loved it. I was into it. I mean, obviously, they had a lot of really good angles. They had they were bleeding. They were colliding outside the ring. There were spots in and out. You fucking headshots on the announce table. Oh my God, Kenny just collapsing. You had like some bodyguards that looked like Dana White. Blood. We love a little bit of blood. It, it was great. Kenny was smushing his face into the announce table. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a great match. Osprey on the it was stairs. Terrific. It was yeah, outstanding. If you haven't seen it. Watch it. Yeah, if you get a chance to. I don't look. It's there's other matches. They've had other matches. I'm not gonna say spend fifty bucks and watch a match, but no. But if, if you, you have get the, the opportunity chance, to come I, across it, would recommend. I'd highlight it. And then it kind of finishes with Okada, of course. I mean, Okada Danielson's the big. It's the big money match. The big buck. Danielson goes over, makes him tap out. Okay, anticlimactic finish. I felt like it was like slightly underwhelming. Very good match. Yeah, it was a fine match. Um, but just the finish just—it felt like it just ended. I I felt like there needed to be more. We started to kind of get the rainmaker build up. Yeah. And we kind of got to the end there. I was like, okay, we're gonna see. You're gonna see kind of Okada go into. I'm gonna hit this rainmaker. Let's see this happen five, six, seven times. And that's see what... him kept trying to deliver it, but you know, in a row sequence. Yeah, and we had a friend. Um. We we watched the show with a couple of our friends, and one of them is fairly new to New Japan. He hasn't seen too many Okada matches. And I remember you saying, like, the way you beat Kazuchika Okada. Just avoid the Rainmaker as many times as possible, and, and somehow... You might win. You might figure out how to win. <laughs> but you get those five or six hits... You're toast. But it's a strategy to wrestling. There's a yeah. strategy to it. Yeah. yeah. Look, Okada's great. And maybe as, as a character, wrestling character, maybe he doesn't have all the arsenal of moves that these guys have. He doesn't have the Ospreys. He doesn't have the Omegas. But he has the Rainmaker. He's gonna, and, and when all things come down to that, a half, a half, right, and a half an hour comes down the line, I'm going to try to hit this Rainmaker. Yeah. And I'm going to try game to hit over. this Rainmaker. It's game over. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly how they end these matches. And I thought this was heading toward that, as you would kind of anticipate. I understand that Danielson has a broken arm. So mm-hmm. I understand that. But if that maybe kind of shortened the finish, I don't know. 
but it was a tap out and a move. I understand the move. I just kind of, we were talking about sort of a side conversation. And all of a sudden, Okada taps out. I'm like, that was it, huh? Yeah. That was like the end of the match. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, and I don't then know. There was the injury angle that you didn't love. Uh, I didn't love it either. Oh, it was terrible. I think such, that it was also such poor taste. How does that? How does something like that? I understand that they don't always run everything through everybody, because these are these are top level athletes. These are top level performers, and I, as a booker, as as a as a manager, as an operator, whenever I had two guys, we had top match on a top show. I would say, look, this is who's going over. This is the reason. You guys figure out how to get there. It's your dance. You figure out how to get there. If you feel like we want to change who goes over for whatever reason we're going with, you let me know that. But if you're good with this finish, or you're good with this this result of the match, you two, I trust you. You're the best in the business of what you do. You get you dance, and you get to the ending. You figure it out. It's, it's your story to tell everybody else, and I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy it just as much. And I think in this situation, maybe something like that, if someone had a little heads up that he was going to have a, a seizure in the middle of the ring, come on, man, that was distasteful. Yeah, no, that, that that's scary. And, and there's a time and place where you can bring, you know, reality, right? Blend reality and story. Um, but I didn't, I didn't love that. And, and I this think... was supposed to be fun. It was supposed to be Okada, Danielson, big name matchups. It wasn't supposed to have that. Yeah, and I think that also could have detracted from. Like you said, you kind of put a damper on the crowd and kill some of the mo- some of the momentum, and then it just I, I you know felt like it just ended. Um, but overall, it, you know, it was it was it was a very good match and very high stakes. I mean, Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson. So now Danielson goes over Okada in the main event of a pay per view. Huge deal. Is Danielson the next world champion? That's, You'd is think. Is Danielson the next guy? Is Adam Cole going to get skipped here? Is Daniel? I mean, yes, I would think. I, w- I would like... Danielson needs the championship. Yeah. I, I think it, it it's beyond the point. We, we've had a difficult time with some of the stars here other than these top guys, but Danielson needs the belt. Yeah. And MJF is starting to wear a little thin. I don't... It's not... It's just... I'm getting a little bored. I, I mean, I've been bored. I've been talking about MJF for quite some time. I just... I find that well, it's we've redundant. We've said this forever. Like, let's move titles. And I, I want to see some championships change hands yeah. here. And I, I think Danielson's the next guy in line. In my opinion, even though he lost already, I think Danielson should be the next guy in line. Yeah. Especially if Danielson is willing to work with CM Punk, who hinted on the first collision that he never lost his AEW world title. Yeah. And if that's the direction we're going to go in, obviously we saw that MJF will be in action for the first time on Collision this Saturday. Yep, this week, this week. Yep, it's Tuesday. But let's see where we go. Yeah. But all in all, very much enjoyed Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door season just gets me so... I just... I'm watching Dynamite, watching Collision. I'm just sitting here smiling because it's the two things that I love so much. New Japan and AEW, and it's just, it's fun. It's a fun time for me as a wrestling fan. You're just going to forget about Nick Gage? That's, that's different. Not as fun no, anymore. it, that's different. That's Deathmatch. Oh, okay. Love, yeah, okay. love me some GCW. You're going to forget about it. Just two things that make her, bring her the most joy are the two things that we have watched the least amount of. We do watch it every week. We watch AEW Dynamite every week, and now we're watching Collision every week. It's not that we don't. 
we haven't been keeping up as much with New Japan. Yeah. But you, you talked about it. It's like we like lost our spark for a minute. It's like I feel like now. But I'm I mean, like back. every other month, somehow we end up in Atlantic City to see GCW. Oh, it's a, it is a great time. I love Atlantic City, MDK, all fucking day. Love it so much. Right. But world yeah. champion Blake Christian. Oh. That's a different podcast. We'll see if, if, we, if we come back, if we come back, circle day. back around, we'll see where we're going. But right um, now, we don't want to hold anybody too long. No. Um, Fight Forever comes out this Thursday. Yep. And you're going to get it on Friday. I'm getting it on Friday because I pre-ordered a hard copy through Amazon. And maybe I will have to stream my Nick Jackson singles career mode. Would anyone want to watch that? I don't want to watch that, but it it definitely world is, champ Nick. It is definitely a fun looking game. I'm pumped. There are there's exploding barbed wire matches. There's skateboarding. I saw like a little thing online. Somebody was skateboarding with Omega and like jumped out of the ring through a table to a swanton bomb. That was it's. I'm I'm pretty pumped. Um, I haven't ordered. A, a video game myself in like quite some time so maybe maybe I'll stream it maybe I won't no one might watch but <laughs> with that thank you guys so much for listening as always hope you're doing well and staying safe we are at Dojo and Dynamite on Twitter at Dojo and Dynamite on Instagram Dojo and Dynamite at gmail.com and we'll catch you soon yeah until next time Hopefully this one goes off. Bye, guys.